The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. I'm just about that action, boss. It has been a hot minute, as you can tell. It's an NFL gambling podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. A full house. I was away from the controls for a week, and it just feels like a million years. So uh, back with another episode. This week, of course, it will be our quarterback power rankings full house today. Justin Mark over there sneezing because he's working on his garden right now. I'm sure allergies are kicking your ass at this point. And, of course, Ryan McIntyre. Very much. Here. Very much. I I don't know. Hats off to you guys. I could not do that because my allergies would keep me. I go outside for 10 minutes and I come back looking like a swollen mess. Of just <laughs> not in, yeah, not good. But um, gentlemen, we're here to talk quarterbacks uh, again. One of our offseason series of, uh, of episodes. Uh, can't wait to chop it up. I think we all know Brock Purdy's first on this list, so we could probably do away with that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about some of the betting aspects of, of what, uh, this actually does for us and some of the lines based on the rankings. So, uh, guys, this is an exciting time. We're still getting closer, but this is the time for us to kind of speculate on, on where our money's going for this, uh, off season. Yes, it is. And, uh, J Mark is allowed back on the show because he can't rank the Chicago bears number one in our power ranking. So no pa- <laughs> team power rankings today. So we let J Mark back uh, on the show. Maybe he'll uh, rank Justin Fields number one this time though. Yeah, I'm not that crazy, but he may be on my list. Um, yeah, my allergies are going nuts. So if I sound a little stuffy, that's why the pollen count is very high, but real quick, I wanted to get Ryan's take on this. Speaking of not quarterbacks, but guys that get after the quarterbacks, my phone just pinged up. The Washington Commanders are open to listening to trade offers for star pass rusher Chase Young, according to Albert Breer. You think they're going to move him? Uh, maybe at the deadline. But I yeah. honestly, I think in the end they're going to stick with him and make a decision after the season whether they want to uh, – uh, bring him back for the fifth year. But then a lot of it has to do with the transition of ownership too. It, like that's kind of been Ron's cop out where we got to check with new ownership, but it's not really the current ownership. It, it's, it's a mess. I mean, I thought they should have moved him at the draft that they were going to, I think. Uh, but I think also you can, you get a couple teams that are at that four and three, four and four, maybe a fool's gold team. that think that they're in the hunt. Um, that, that haven't been in a playoff hunt in forever and they'll overpay. So maybe they can move them to somebody. Maybe this, uh, the skins are a buyer at the, at the deadline. Who knows? Yeah, no. And I think getting him on the field, showing that he's healthy and yeah. wait till he makes some of those big plays that he's known to make, um, mm-hmm. then, then trade him. I, I kind of like that approach as well. But yeah, honestly- cause his values at an all time low right now. I mean, he's got one yeah. and a half sacks in the last two years. 
Right. I was going to say, but honestly, are the commanders, you know, do we want anybody from that team? I'm just, I'm just, saying. I'm just, <laughs> hey. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, uh, hey, you wait and see. Our coach knows that we're not eliminated yet. <laughs> I would never turn down another fantastic defender. That's, that's, you can never have too many edge rushers. You can never have too many, you know, good corners. That's as much as we love the offense and as much as our, our episode is about the offense this time, there's just, there's always, so much value on the defense that fantasy football players never pay attention to because unless you're IDP, you just sort of gloss over the fact that a good, strong defense is sometimes more valuable than a good offense. No doubt. No doubt, yeah. Rod. So, um, all right. As we said, we will be talking about quarterbacks for our, uh, our, our top 10 power rankings, just the 10 top ones. And uh, honestly, guys, after the first five, it kind of got a little bit, hard for me I, I thought that this was oh man that's easy 10 10 top quarterbacks that's i won't even have to think about it but after five i was like wait a second if i put this person does that mean i can't put it and so it's been crazy yeah well and it, it, it's hard to judge too because is one guy a one hit wonder i mean he, he may be coming off an incredible year we'll take like a jalen hurts for example is that a one hit wonder or is this going to be a continued trend for a guy like me, I hope it's a one-hit wonder. So maybe I'm trying to talk it into existence. But yeah, no, I think this is such a uh, this really this this topic triggers a lot of people because they think that their quarterbacks in disrespect. You got the Tua crowd; they always have a chip on their shoulder. You got the Dak Press Dak Prescott crowd, or where's Captain Kirk going to land in these rankings? So yeah, this is always an entertaining topic. Yeah, um, if you, if you could see my notes, I hope. Hopefully I can read my actual top 10 one <laughs> through five was no problem, but six through 10, there's so much chicken scratch and arrows pointing like, man, I want to swap <laughs> these guys to cross that guy out of there. So hopefully I can make it through it and uh, give you guys my true list here. <laughs> Justin, the beautiful mind of top 10 <laughs> rankings in this, uh, in this. Uh, all right. We got to step away. When we come back, we will start digging in to our top 10 power rankings for the quarterback position. But first, let's tell you about Edge Boost. This episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. With Edge, you get currently offered right now a $2,500 in betting advances, which you can be extremely valuable tool. It really can. Obviously, we're going to be talking about some futures here in this episode. So you can use that extra $2,500 in Boost to start fronting your bets for your futures and not even come out of your bankroll right this second. Plus, you can double down on your favorite bet that you like or even use to create an awesome middle or even a hedge. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark. No, sir. They charge 0% interest. I don't know if you know any other way that you can access, access more money to place your favorite bets without paying any interest. If you do, tell me. I guarantee you probably can't do it. Uh, right now, Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all your betting accounts in just one place. Help support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And let's face it, if you listen to this show then you definitely cannot pass up $2,500 for free, especially when there's so many good prop bets for these quarterbacks to place your bets on. Am I right or am I right? You are, you are right. correct, sir. <laughs> As usual. 
Uh, I love it. Um, all right. You know, we did a little squabbling before we even got on. I, I, do we want to do 10 to one? Do we want to do 10, one to 10? I feel like the first five, like we said, set themselves. So we might want to just talk about the first five real quick because there might be very little uh, uh, delineation between all of ours. So maybe, maybe if we just push out the top five of each of ours and then we'll talk about maybe where there's differences, I think that might be more entertaining than if we go 10 to one. Cause I think everybody knows who number one is. There's no, there's no suspense in who number one is, right? Yeah, Taylor Heineke, right? Justin Oh, he may not even. I mean, that physical thing may may get him in the in the backside too. So who knows about him? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think I think one through three. I mean, if you don't have the same three guys, I don't know what what what. Uh, level you're you're ranking these guys off of because I think the top three Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow, it whatever or well, Mahomes is number one. And then you could flip a coin with Burrow and Allen based off of what your criteria is. Um is that the same three you guys have for one through three? What do you got, Justin? I was gonna say on three, let's do let's see who number one is, but obviously we yeah. already Yeah. Adding some pressure saying if you're not these three, you don't know what you're doing. No. <laughs> you're canceled. Um, I actually have Joe Burrow at four. I have Justin Herbert at three. Um, but those are two guys that I did that to me, they're right at, they're both at three because they are both very good quarterbacks. I just, I like Herbert's long ball a little bit better. And then he can move around just a little bit more. Joe Burrow can move around. He just doesn't, which is fine. You don't have to be a scrambling quarterback that I, I know everybody's getting used to seeing that, but you don't have to do that. Um, but Herbert, I feel like he's, he's willing to take off and run a little bit more to extend the play. So that's why I put him ahead of Burrow. Well, this is where all of us sort of diverge. I mean, I obviously have Mahomes and Allen one, two, right? That's, that's where I've got, yep. it. Mm-hmm. but I've got Hertz as three. Ooh, follow okay. me on this one. Follow me on this one. Jalen Sean Hertz. paid him. Well, yeah. <laughs> paid him. Well, listen, I, I've spent my fair share of time <laughs> downplaying his abilities. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have been one of those guys that's like, nah, but have we really seen it? Nah, but have we really seen it? And last season, he ended as the fourth best quarterback in terms of total QB rating. So, like, I, I wanted to say no, and I wanted to put Burrow above him. I've got Burrow fourth as well, uh, by the way, Justin, right underneath Hurts. I wanted to put Burrow ahead of him, but I thought to myself, you know, and we talked about it too, Ryan, the AFC's got a ton of, of quality quarterbacks, a ton of talent, more than the NFC does. But really the top of the NFC charts is still Jalen Hurts at this point, right? And it's just because the simple fact of the matter is he's been able to do it. He's been able to get it done. He's been able to take his team and and not have the the most spectacular standout players all around him. A.J. Brown is a standout player, but then kind of past that, it's like Devonta Smith is good now too, but I feel like his play alone kind of elevates him. Whereas Burrow, Burrow had a fantastic running game behind him. He's got mm-hmm. so many talented receivers at his disposal, and he doesn't take all of the weight of the offense on his shoulders as much as Hertz does. So that's kind of why I put him above Burrow on that instance. Now, granted, it could come out and prove me wrong, but at, at this point, I think I'm done downplaying how good Hertz really is. Yeah, that, that's fair. I, you know, I, this is actually good because uh, we got a little bit of diversity in terms of our list. I thought that we we did not, as you could tell, we did not give away our <laughs> list before the show. So this is uh, we're all finding out each other's list as we go. Uh, so do we want to read like our top five then? 
it, since uh, since we don't agree as much as uh, maybe we thought going into the show. Because before the show, we're like, oh, we're all just going to agree one through five. But yeah, there's a little bit of diversity, which is good. We love <laughs> Moon all. Shout out to Moon All. Mike to J Mark's cleavage. Moon off in the in the chat. The boss checking up on us, talking about uh, Justin's outstanding. If you're listening to this on the pod, you are missing out. You you need to go watch this on YouTube as well. Uh, Nick thought that uh, Matt Ryan would be QB one for the Washington Commanders. Well, <laughs> number one at CBS. Uh, we're going to see Trevor Lawrence ascend to the stratosphere this season. Hey, Rob, stay tuned because uh, you may actually hear his name come up, too. I know that Ryan's uh, a big banner carrier for the Jacksonville Jaguars this season. So, um, all right, fine. So so we covered the first three. Uh, Ryan, you have Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. Uh, Justin, you have Mahomes, Allen, and Herbert, right? Yep. And then I have Mahomes, Allen, and Hurt, uh, Hertz. So who do you have it for, Ryan? I got Herbert at four, and then number five. I I think he yes he had a down year, but the two years prior to that he won back to back MVPs. I got Aaron Rodgers at number five. I know. I, hey, he's not where's in the, the NFC where's the North. Mute on him, <laughs> he's not in the <laughs> NFC North anymore. So you don't have to worry about him kicking your ass twice a year. But uh, yeah, it's uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, a down year, twenty six and twelve. It was, but a lot of distractions there in Green Bay last year. You look at the two years before that, 37 and 4, 48 and 5. They're for over 4,000 yards the last four years. I mean, he was a machine before last year. I'm not going to overreact and dump him outside the five or top five, even though he, those uh, videos of him at Taylor Swift are questionable. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna downplay how bad he was last year. Most of the <laughs> the distractions were caused by him. He was causing a lot of those distractions. His unwillingness to have patience with rookies and younger players. His I his darkness retreats. His smoking the Iswaka, whatever it's called. Um, I think we're seeing the decline of Aaron Rodgers. I think in two three years from now we're gonna be like, man, he should have hung it up after that second MVP year. Um, now. Obviously, I have that uh, personal vendetta against Aaron Rodgers, so maybe, um, much like you, Ryan, maybe I'm trying to speak it into existence, but for me, I, I couldn't put Rodgers anywhere close to that. Um, I do have Burrow at four, like I said, and then I have Hertz at five. Uh, I thought he took a, a tremendous step forward last year, and now I just want to see him to stay there, right? Because they, they got him they got him the great offensive line. They got him a playmaker like A.J. Brown now. Will he uh, will he be able to maintain that? Will he be able to continue to be a top performer? Um, so that's what I'm looking for out of Hertz next. Yeah, and for Oops. for me, that's what I'm saying. It's like, whoop, whoop, hold on, I put that up there now. It went away. Uh, Moonoff says, "Did Ryan not get the memo that the top ten power yeah. rankings and not the bottom yeah. ten power rankings?" Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Moonoff, hey, I'm you. I'm used to watching bad quarterback play. So I mean, <laughs> average quarterback play. Maybe I was just memorized by. It. I was like, hey, you know, he's not too bad. He's 26 and 12. That's like the best year uh, since Kirk Cousins in Washington's organization. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, I do have Burrow at four. That's right, but I put Lamar Jackson at five because I think mm -hmm. that now that all this contract stuff is out of the way, he got what he needed. He, he's he's focused again. He gets uh, oh wait, he gets Odell Beckham. Can I put him at twelve? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but listen, there's going to be a renewed focus on the passing game, as we've heard time and time again with this Baltimore Ravens offense. 
Jackson may be able to show this year that he's going to be able to put passing and running together and not just be part of that triple option offense over there in Baltimore. So I feel like he's in a very good position, maybe better than an Aaron Rodgers, maybe better than uh, some of the other guys we'll talk about here in a second. And, and even a, a Justin Herbert, uh, I just feel like those guys are, are in a position uh, the, the Ravens are to make a lot of noise. And obviously Lamar Jackson's only a couple of years removed from an MVP season. So can't necessarily uh, make him too far down the list and, and, and disrespect him all that much. Right. Yeah, uh, he was number six for me. So uh, to uh, just transition right in, I had him at six. Like, like when I did this, I didn't want to just overreact to one year. And you mentioned it, Lamar. Yes, he's his biggest enemies the last couple of years has been injuries. But when he's been on the field, he's been really good. The Ravens were the ones he just a couple of years ago. They were leading the division last year, and then he goes down, and the wheels fall off. They can't win a game without him. So his value. Is, is in the pudding right there. So I got Lamar at number six. Uh, hopefully he can stay healthy. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he looks in this new offense. I do have my concerns that can he be that consistent passer, but the talent, the consistency, um, he, Lamar's a machine when he's healthy and on the field. Yeah, he wouldn't have gotten paid if he wasn't. That's for sure. So. Correct. Yep. Uh, all right, let's continue this discussion on the other side. We got to take one more break and tell you about – Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here. Underdog is giving away $15 million in prizes, plus plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB. With all of the player props they got going on, head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right. So, Justin, yeah, we, we kind of cut you off on that. What, what's your take on, on Lamar? And, and actually, do you have him anywhere near where we have him? Yeah, no, you're good. I, I had a feeling. I was looking at the timer there, too. I was like, oh, we better squeeze an ad break in here. Um, <laughs> Lamar was, was hard for me to decide where to put him. I had him as high as six. I dropped him as low as 10. Then I had him at nine. I finally settled on seven. Um, I, I just... What Lamar is a good passer. He can be a good passer. He has some inconsistencies, but he doesn't have a bad arm or anything like that. He doesn't normally make boneheaded mistakes. Um, he just does have some games where he's inconsistent. He's obviously a phenomenal runner, right? So when they say they're going to go to more of this pass happy, I'm like, great. That's going to be good for him because every time he runs, he seems to be getting injured more and more often. But what makes Lamar Lamar? It's his really good running ability to break open that game, to rush for 60 yards a game or whatever his average ends up being. It seems like most of the time you can, you can count on him getting more than 50 yards a game. So that kind of concerns me. And that's why he did fall a little bit lower. That's why I dropped him out of that sixth spot. Um, I think, I think he's going to end up running again, because that's what Lamar does. But I think we're starting to see an injury pattern. It's happened two years in a row now. And I think that's going to become more the norm. Unfortunately, uh, it was one of the reasons that it was a really tough decision for them, I'm sure, to pay the guy because he's done a lot for their franchise. He's an elite player when he's on the field. But at the same time, you know, you're you're spending a lot of money on a guy that he could average missing four games per season the rest of his career. Um, so, yeah, so he fell at number seven for me. Sweet. Uh, all right. Well, then let's see. Where do we go? Who do we go to six yet? Have we gone to six yet? 
So Ryan six was Lamar, right? Yeah. And then how, what's your six? Um, I, I'm shocked that I had this guy higher than Ryan did, but my six is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I just, Oh yeah. He, you know, this, this guy was a phenomenal college quarterback. We all know that came in his rookie year and it was like, okay, he's going to be one of those guys that he was great in college, but he just doesn't make that next step. I think last year he showed that's not the case. I think it was a coaching issue. They've added more and more talent around him. He's got Calvin Ridley now, as long as he can not bet on anybody um, to win anything, <laughs> or if he does at least stay out of NFL facilities. Um, and, and they, they've got a great, they've built great coaching tree around him as well. Right. And I think that makes a huge difference. And we saw that last year. And I think last year was just the start for Trevor Lawrence. I think he's just starting to scratch the surface of where he can go in the NFL. Um, and, and I ab- absolutely agree with Rob. I think that, uh, in the chat there, when he said, we're going to see Trevor Lawrence ascend in the stratosphere this season, I, he could very easily work his way into the top five. I'll let Ryan take this this rebuttal because he's he's the one that's been on Trevor Lawrence since since the day we popped this mic open. Yeah, I, so my criteria was I wanted to see multiple years of body of work at playing at a high level. So that's why right off the bat, Mahomes has been the best quarterback for five plus years. Allen and Burrow and Herbert have played at a high level for three plus years now, and that was my reason with Rodgers and Jackson being five and six. And that got me in as much as I didn't want to do it. Jalen Hurts was seven for me because he's played at a high level last year and then the second half of the previous year. So I had him at seven. Uh, He's really grown as a passer. I didn't think that he was going to be able to transition. And that's why I I wasn't as high on the Eagles last year, which I was completely wrong about. And that's why they were able to go, what, 14-3 and and just completely roll through the NFC was him being able to take those next steps of, uh, of just being a better passer, more consistent passer. And then I had Trevor Lawrence just because he's only done it for 10 games. Now, if you're going to ask me who could work their way easily into and challenge those top three for me or top four that we all agree on, it's Trevor Lawrence. Just because of ceiling, Doug Peterson year two, we saw what happened with Carson Wentz. I'm, I mean, everybody that listens to this show knows that the Jaguars are my uh, uh, sleeper to win the Super Bowl. So, uh, and, and Trevor Lawrence is my sleeper to win the MVP. So, yeah. Top five talent. I just want to see it a couple more weeks before I move them up. Yeah, so I had uh, Herbert at six. So Herbert was still within that top realm. It's just, again, I, I tried to put him over any of his situation is not that great. Justin Herbert is still, he's got Keenan Allen, which is the ageless wonder, but we're starting to see that age start to catch up to Keenan Allen, right? The injuries, the age, all the, and it's not even that he's that old. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's just poor Keenan Allen. It's, you know, the, the, what you expected out of him year in and year out. Sometimes you don't get it. And you're like, where, you know, it's like the, the meme, do something Keenan Allen. Um, <laughs> and for that, I'm saying his situation is not as good Herbert's as some of these other guys that, that are above him. So it's, it's a little disappointing. And then I had Prescott underneath him at seven. I know people love to hate Dak Prescott. I know, <laughs> I know, I get it. And it's company policy to hate Dak Prescott. But you forget sometimes that he's still a serviceable. He's still a quarterback one. He still has the weapons around him. He's still got guys, even though, you know, Zeke is, is not in the picture anymore. It, it's still, he's still good. Like, and I can't, I can't put him below some of the guys that, that you're talking about, like just outside of the top. I can't put him 
below a Marcus Mariota, a Derek Carr, uh, a Jimmy Garoppolo, a Justin Fields, right? Kyler Murray. I can't, I can't put him below those guys. You can absolutely put him below Justin Fields. Come on. <laughs> Do you think Dak Prescott could ever win a Super Bowl? Could he lead his team to oh. the Super Bowl? Not even close. That, that's that's why everybody that argues Dak Prescott to me, I'm like, even Cowboys fans, I'm like, do you think he can take you to a Super Bowl? And they're like, well, no. And <laughs> so it's hard for me to consider him because every guy on my list, I think I see like, oh, I could see that happening. I could see that happening. But Prescott's just not one of them for me. Um, and, and maybe maybe it has been a little bit of brainwash by the mothership of hearing <laughs> Sean and Ryan uh, just, you know, tear him apart over and over. But. But yeah, I, I I couldn't take uh, Prescott seriously in mind. Though I think that my ten was my tenth spot when we get to it was kind of just a, a fun thing. So it's very easily could have been Prescott there, but that's okay. <laughs> well, hey, you both have get, get plenty of Dak hate because you listen to the mothership and then you hear me. You both do shows with me, <laughs> so then I'm always shitting on Dallas and. But, like, with the Dak thing, I think it's more than just Dak, the issues in Dallas. I think ownership, obviously, I, as long as Jerry is uh, in Jerry's spot, they will never win. But Dak, D- Dallas should have beat San Francisco last year. So, if Dak doesn't throw those interceptions, they're moving on to Philly. And then they always play Philly uh, tough. So, maybe maybe if the Cowboys get every single break, they could get to a Super Bowl. But I could never see them actually finishing the job, especially with Mike McCarthy as court, or, uh, coach. It's it's ridiculous, but even still, like I said, <laughs> it's it's it was hard for me to do it, but I still did it. Um, so all right, let's kill off the list. Let's go down the line, and then we'll actually start talking about some of the betting angles as far as what we're looking at. If we think if we think these top ten quarterbacks are going to be so good, we'll take a look at the odds, their futures odds, and, and kind of break them down. So who who finishes out your list there, Ryan? Man, see, this is where it got hard. Nine and ten. I went uh, Captain Kirk, uh, number nine. He's just Mr. Consistency. It's I know it's he always chokes on the big stage, kind of like Dak, but I think he's able to elevate his team a little bit more than Dak Prescott. They've had horrible defenses there in uh, Minnesota, and he's kept them um, in, in seasons. I mean, they, they, they've had a bottom five defense multiple years, and Kirk's been able to elevate them. And number 10, um, this is a controversial one. This is probably the hardest guy to rank. Because he hasn't played much, I want I want to rank Tom Brady, but Tom Brady's still retired, so I'll leave off Tom Brady. I'm going to Sean Watson, and I know that's a crazy take because he hasn't played really in a year and a half, and everybody hates him off the field. I, I don't like him as a person, but you can't deny the talent. He was playing at a top five level uh, in 2019, 2020. That three year sample that I talked about. He gets finally gets a uh, training camp to get get his feet back under him, and I like I'm actually higher on the Browns than I think the general public. So I'll go to Sean Watson with the upside. I couldn't go Dak Prescott. I thought about Tua as well, but I just need to see a little bit more from Tua, and he's just you can't rely on him with his health, unfortunately. I agree with that on Tua. I I really wrestled with him at ten, but you know. You give him one of the better offensive lines in the league. You give him some of the fastest players on the outside. That's yeah. going to make a mediocre quarterback look better, right? Um, and then the health stuff. So uh, rattling off mine, eight, Kirk Cousins. Um, I, I know people are going to kind of scoff at that as high as eight, but he, you know, it's because he doesn't have flesh. He's not a flashy guy, but he's extremely consistent, and he is a good passer despite what people want to say. Number nine, 
I couldn't help it. I went with my guy, Justin Fields. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think if you look last year, polls stripped that team of talent for the most part, he came in, he stripped the team. His top receivers were Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney, <clears throat> excuse me. And he still showed that he was one of the most prolific players in the NFL. Um, I think he's going to take a step forward having DJ Moore and getting more pieces now, getting more offensive line protection. I think he's going to take another step forward, much like we saw Jalen Hurts do. Um, I'm sure if you've listened to us, you've heard me make that comparison before. I think this is where Fields steps up the passing game. His running ability is is off the charts. And number 10, this is probably when people are going to mute me, and that's fine. I think he showed a real excellent ability to lead his team last year and that's geno smith uh, i know uh, he was a guy that people are like he's never going to make it after he he showed some flashes you know as a rookie in his sophomore year then he gets cut bounces around from team to team but last year i think i think seahawks did so well because of geno smith because they believed in him and he had them believing and i think that's just as important as your quarterback as a guy that you know is is a prolific athlete so i had to throw him in my top 10 Hey, and you get no argument out of me. In fact, that was that was wrestling with in my top ten too. I had Geno Smith somewhere in that vicinity, and I thought I got to put him in, right? Got to put him in. Uh, but then you know, guys like my last three: Rogers, Cousins, and Lawrence. Those are my you know seven, eight, nine, or nine, eight, nine, and ten. Uh, and Geno Smith just didn't, to me, didn't fit in that mix. Now, granted, honorable mention to the high hell, but it's I just for me it was like I couldn't put Geno over. Lawrence, I couldn't put him over Cousins, and I couldn't put him over Rogers, and in Rogers' situation, um, but you can it drop Rogers out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and and listen, and like I said, it would not surprise me the one bit if if Geno does uh, jump to the level of of the rest of these guys, because if you look at Geno Smith last year, he did finish as the seventh top quarterback in terms of uh, quarterback rating, total quarterback rating. So he was inside the top ten, which means to me that he could probably make another run at it. Rob says Gino's natural passing ability has always been top 20 since entering the league throws a pretty ball. It's always intangible stuff that worked against him. And that's it too, right? Rob, that's, that's what it boils down to. It's, it's what you can see on the field and what happens that doesn't necessarily correlate into stats. And he went to a great university. He's a Mountaineer. So yeah, he, I like that <laughs> top 10 pick. So yeah, though, I, I, I love the Gino story because it just shows like we give up on these young quarterbacks so quick. I mean, Daniel Jones in New York, like everybody wrote him off. Yeah, he probably got a little bit overpaid this offseason, but it just shows you, you you put a good offensive coordinator, good head coach, good culture around these guys and, and just not give up on them after 10 games. I mean, think about all the people that were giving up on Trevor Lawrence too, just uh, about, what, six months ago, and then he shut them up quick, and now all of a sudden we're talking about him having a chance to be a top five quarterback. So it's all about how you surround yourself in these organizations. Gino uh, failed in, in, in New York um, early in his career, but then was able to land on his feet in Seattle. He went, he went uh, back up to Eli before that. So just being able to learn, it takes a while to learn the, these offensive and defensive schemes in the NFL to transition. Yeah, agreed. So very well said. Very well put. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing let's do this let's take a look at uh, some of the passing yards stats i think is is where we should kind of camp for this uh, episode as we look at the the betting aspect of it and uh, we'll just start 
where the, the books start right here at the top. Aaron Rodgers, uh, they've got Aaron Rodgers passing total for the regular season set at 4,050 and a half. The over on this one is juiced at plus 100. The under is at minus 120. We know where Justin's money's going. Hammer the under for, for Justin. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> at this season, he's going to get stuck in his hookah lounge. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah, I, I love Rodgers as much as anybody, but I'm going to go under in his two MVP seasons, years before that, he 4,100 and 4,200. So he barely went over that mark. Yes, it was a 16 game season, but he's not the same quarterback he was those two years. Although I have him still at five. Um, one thing, I, if you guys have listened to old fashioned football, you know, we have a little bit of a theory here because Rodgers has already been injured in camp. He's got a calf strain. He's kind of working on that. If they, if he plays more than 65% of the snaps, that draft pick moves from a second to a first. So our theory is he's going to play less than 65%. He'll come back, you know, after sitting out a couple games and, and lead them on this nice run to go into the playoffs. Uh, and because of that reason, I'm going to go under. I think he's going to miss it a couple games due to injury. Well, and then look at it just in total, the all of the, the Jets quarterbacks last season, whether it was Wilson, Flacco, or White, they only had 4,040 4, yards between all of them. So this line is kind of set all, all sorts of wonky, but I'm definitely taking the under as well. It's just, I, I get it. I, I know Rodgers is transcendent, but, you know, I don't, I don't know. If all those quarterbacks in, in New York couldn't get there, uh, yeah. Is anyone else jealous that Rodgers is going to be dating Taylor Swift? Uh, I don't know. No. Fernando Alonso, happily, baby. Happily married. Thanks, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm tired of hearing about Taylor Swift. Yeah, I mean, Fernando Alonso everywhere. was supposed yeah. to be dating Taylor yeah. Swift pretty soon, so yeah. I, I don't see that happening. Um, All right, let's take a look at Lamar Jackson. His passing total is set at 36.25 and a half. The over on this one is at the plus side of this at plus 105. The under is at minus 125. Do we think Lamar Jackson in the past happy scheme is going to get over 3,600 yards? 3,600. 36, <laughs> I'm looking at the chat too. You said yeah. 3,600 yards for Lamar? 3,625 for Lamar. In his career, put in, to put this in perspective, his career high, his MVP year was 3,100. He's been under 2,800 every single year. And yes, you probably say he was injured two of those years. What it makes you think he's not going to miss a couple games? He's not getting any younger. He's only getting older. Yes, they want to pass more. You, you, you'd be crazy to take the over on this. I'm going hammer the under here for me. Hundred percent agreed. Um, I, I like Todd Monken. I think he's going to run a really good offense for them, but. I think he's also going to utilize their strengths, which is the uh, the offensive line run blocks very well, and Lamar can run very well. So, uh, yeah, give me the under as well. I mean, and it's only juiced at minus 125. That, to me, is uh, quite – that's not a lot. That's not a lot of juice to pay for, uh, for a future under, uh, which I believe is going to hit. So there's your edge double down, I believe, uh, for all three of us, right? Double down on this under for Lamar, 36 uh, – 25.5 at minus 125 because that one's going to pay off for you. Uh, and if you get edge boost, you don't got to even pay for it right now. So just uh, place that bet, use part of your $2,500 and, uh, and, and get there uh, and be happy with yourself later in life. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Josh. Company, Allen. Man. <laughs> uh, you know, 
I, I, I read the memos. I get what we got to do for this. Uh, as well. uh, all right. Josh Allen, his total set at 4,350 and a half yards. The over at minus 105, the under at minus 115. Any interest in Josh Allen's uh, total, either over or under? I will go over for Josh Allen. Uh, the two years prior to this, he went over. He went under last year, but if you remember the DeMar Hamlin situation, he was 42-8-3, um, he, he missed an extra game. I, I expect a big bounce back here. I know it's crazy to say bounce back for a guy that threw for almost 4,300 yards and 35 touchdowns. Year two of that scheme uh, post Brian Dable. I think Josh Allen is a big year. I'll go over. Yeah, I agree. Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, and potentially DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely taking the over here. Well, and then you look at it too. I mean, even in seasons uh, where he didn't play 17 games, right? I mean, there, we still have that extra game in the schedule. 4,500 yards uh, in in that 2020 season. It's well within his reach. I, I have a feeling that he's going to get it this year. Like you said, he was very close. Minus down one game. Uh, I think he could have got there. So, yeah, give me the over on this one as well. Plus, I like that the over is still only minus 105. And I'm, I think the books are sort of tempting you to go that route. But I think it's a good route to go uh, because I think it's going to hit. Um, all right, let's talk about Geno Smith. His number set at 3,900 and a half. The over is at minus 105. The under is at 115. I mean, can can Geno Smith be a close to 4,000-yard uh, uh, passer in this league? This is probably the hard, one of the harder ones to handicap because you only really have one year sample size. You threw for 4200 uh 4282 last year, but it, you add the slot receiver from Ohio State, uh Smith Najiba, I always uh butcher his name, but uh I mean you pair him with Metcalf, Lockett. I their schedule's a little harder because they they finished uh second in the division, but I think if Seattle's going to be in that race with San Francisco, I'll go over here for uh, Gino to make it back to back, and it's not a one hit wonder for uh, Gino. So I saw this pronunciation guide thing that was allegedly from the actual NFL draft, and they said it was in Jigba. So in-jig-ba, I was yeah. in Jigba. Yeah, I, I, I whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. Um, but that's he's good. What I, that's what I could tell you about him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, I think Gino keeps rolling. Obviously I put him in my top 10 for a reason. I think he's going to utilize Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. JSN, uh, is just much easier to say for me. Um, and I think this team is set up to have some success. We already kind of talked about it, that we think they could push the 49ers. Do they get past them? I don't know, but they would definitely will push the 49ers in that division. And even though they're going to run the ball a lot, I think, I, I still think Gino's going to get his. Hey, and they've let him air it out. That's that's the thing. I mean, they, they talked about letting Russ cook all those years, right? And who knew that the chef needed to be Geno Smith in order for Russ to cook? <laughs> uh, and, and so that's, to me, when you turn Geno Smith loose and he does 4,000 yards for you, I, I think he could do it again this year. Now now that he's comfortable, now that he got paid too, right? I mean, he's he's there for the, for the foreseeable future, and they have faith in him. So um, I think 4,000 yards is well within his realm, 3901 for sure, I think is in the realm of possibility for uh, Geno Smith. Talk about Jalen Hurts. His number set at 37.50 and a half. The under set at minus 105. The over at minus 115 is 3,800 yards uh, doable 
for Jalen Hurts. We already know Ryan's not necessarily all that uh, thrilled about Jalen Hurts. But uh, do you think he can get up to 3,800 yards? The, or what, what What was the number at again? 3,750. So 3,751. Last year, 3,701. I will go under for Hurts. He was 3,700 in an MVP year. So I, I think that was his ceiling last year. I, it's hard to see him going higher than that. Yes, he missed a couple games injury. But there's a chance that the Eagles could rest their guys in that week 17 or week 18 game now if they have things locked up once again. So I'll go under because just uh, banking on, I don't want to say banking on an injury, but he does like Lamar run a lot and he takes some hits. So, I mean, we all see the quarterback sneaks and how effective they are. That Those those hits add up. We we saw with Cam Newton over the years. So I'll go under for Hurts. I'm not saying he's going to have a bad year. I just don't think he will be as good as he was last year. I'm going to play contrarian to that a little bit. Uh, I think – Losing Miles Sanders changes this offense more than people realize. I realize I know they they use Boston Scott, they use Kenneth Gainwell, and they have DeAndre Swift. I just don't think those guys are as equipped to bang it out play after play like Miles Sanders was. So I think they're going to throw the ball more, um, whether that be to Brown, to Smith, to Goddard, or even to DeAndre Swift, who is good catching out of the backfield. Um, so I, I like the over on this one. I think he's going to uh, keep passing. And, and again, that's if he stays healthy, of course. But I'm going to bank on him staying healthy and to hit the over. Yeah, it, it will be interesting, though, because, again, the Eagles, they just need that extra extra, you know, and, and everybody needs that extra extra to get over the Chiefs right now. It's it's everybody's chasing the Chiefs. Um, yeah. Oh, Nick and Ryan agree. Nick, uh, Nick and they're talking about agreeing with Ryan. That's that's a prior first for those guys. Yeah, we, we don't agree on Matt Ryan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so again, with Jalen Hurts, like I said, I, I'm down. I'm I'm done downplaying uh, how good he is. So I think I may take the over on this one as well, uh, just in case something crazy happens. Uh, and of course, it is the least uh, uh, juice side of it. Um, let's see. Anybody else of interest? Dak Prescott, forty one hundred. Any Did we skip Mahomes? Did I miss that? Uh, we haven't gotten to Mahomes yet. Patrick Mahomes, oh, okay, forty-eight hundred point five. The over is at minus one hundred five. The under is at minus one fifteen. I think that's probably the last one we should we should go over because, really, this is the more important one. The people are going to be putting money on, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, is this a trap? They're this all is trap. trap. They're all, they're all trash. He, I mean, he threw, <laughs> last two years he's over that number, fifty-two fifty last year. Oh man, I, I, and then and then in fifteen games he almost reached that uh, in twenty twenty. I'll go over, but I feel like that's such a public play, and yeah, for that reason I'll go under. May, they're going to rest him in week eighteen, and he's going to miss it by ten yards. Ooh, <laughs> <spicy>. <laughs> um. I agree. It really feels like a trap, but it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we've seen him have success no matter who his wide receivers are, right? Um, and so I think he's going to continue to do that. He's going to continue to make those ridiculous throws that we all are kind of in awe. It, you know, sometimes you lose the uh, the fact that you're kind of seeing history. You know, uh, we watch these old clips and of these these legendary players. And we think, oh, man, it would have been great to see that, you know, on TV or whatever. We're watching that now, and and sometimes you don't realize that when you're sitting down on Sunday. But that is Patrick Mahomes. I feel like he is he's going to be in highlights forty years from now, 
and people are going to go, oh, my God, I wish I could have seen him play. I wish the enemy had brought him over. That would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you I do. Know, maybe we'd be singing a different story if that were it. I don't Who knows? Oh, yeah, we want to be talking about the Eagles as the favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to go the over on this one as well. I just, in those three seasons, yeah, it's a trap. Yeah, it's it's probably uh, just something too good to be true. But a dude's been on the field 5,200 yards. It's hard to fall that far down uh, from a season like that to not at least get close to 5,000 yards. So um, as much of a trap as it is, I think I'm going to hit the over on this one. And it's still only minus 105. I mean, so close to even money. Why would you not want to do that? Uh, for, you know, just grab yourself your edge money. Use that again. I'm going to push that one more time uh, because you don't have to think about spending your money right this instant if you think that it's going to happen like I do. Uh, yeah. So. Um, all right. Well, gentlemen, I feel like we've we've done enough damage for today. We've given some very good plays. We've, we've ranked our quarterbacks, and uh, we can send everybody out on their way uh, feeling good about the upcoming season. Yeah? Yep. No doubt. And uh, yeah, since I ranked Deshaun Watson in my top 10, I'm going to go get a massage now. So see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, behave yourself. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I'm the only one that put uh, my quarterback in my top 10 list. So either that means I'm I'm way overvaluing him or you guys just don't have a lot of faith in yours. I know, I Rod, you don't even know who yours is. <laughs> I don't know who mine is. It could be Jacoby. I Touché. can't put Arnold in there. There's no way <laughs> Todd's Green Earth have Arnold in the top 10. Now, I put Heineke in. Talking about Moonoff in the bottom 10, sure, I could put him there, but I can't <laughs> put him in the top 10. No, thank you. Now, if it's Brock Purdy, well, if we did yeah. top 11, maybe I'd do that, but yeah. Uh, Rod, Rod and I should have put our former quarterbacks, Jimmy G and uh, Taylor Heineke. There you go. <laughs> Loyalty. Loyalty. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, gentlemen, as we wrap up the show, as we always do, why don't we give everybody a chance to find us on social media and follow along with our, our work as we go about our days. Yep. Uh, Twitter for the YouTube crowd watching. It's right there at Moneyline underscore Mac. And we are what now? Uh, three, I think exactly three months uh, from college football starting. And then that means one week after that, we'll get Chiefs, Lions. It'll be here before we know it. I'm tired to talk about power rankings. Ready to talk some divisions and games. There you go. Uh, first of all, quick shout out. So I don't know how I'm arranged on your guys' screen, but Ryan's right here on mine. Does awesome college basketball stuff. Make sure you check that out. This guy does awesome NASCAR stuff. Make sure you check that out. I'm a listener of both shows and thoroughly enjoy. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at jmarkfootball. Uh, you see all my stuff there. I try to post everything. I've been a little... Um, not posting as well recently because it is getting to the summer months and there's a lot of outside stuff and keeping up with life, but I try to post everything there. So check me out at J Mark football. Yep. Justin's going to start putting pictures of his garden up there. So make sure you follow along uh, with it. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> we want to see it as it progresses uh, throughout the summer. Yes. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. link in the body, everything I got going on. Whether it is here, whether it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, the F1 Gambling Podcast, In Between Media. Got some stuff coming out for frequency's sake this week as well. Uh, you can find it all on my Twitter link in the profile for that. All right. We'll be back again next week as a trio. Of course, the NFL Gambling Podcast will be back later this week with, uh, I believe it's Sorrell and um, 
Scott. Scott. Yep. yep. To uh, to break down some more stuff for you guys, but we will be back as a trio next week. So until then, everybody, have some fun and let it ride.